What? Yeah! Brothers, 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 brothers. Oh, oh yeah! It's me, Austin! Oh, son of a... Doesn't matter what you think! I lie! Oh, you didn't know? And I spit in the face of people who don't want to be cool. See? I just didn't stand! You just made the list! Bam! Welcome, welcome, welcome to WWG on Weagle 91.1 FM. I am your host, Logan Herson, and I am, of course, joined by my co-host, the reigning, defending, undisputed WWEGL champion of the world, killer, Cooper Prater. I've seen discourses that you people wouldn't believe. <laughs> but in all seriousness, thank you for the introduction, and I am, as always, the proud double crown champion of this promotion. I can't believe that me, you, and Alex are really going to have to predict Crown Jewel as the tiebreaker. <laughs> um, speaking of the man who is not be predicting, it is Noah, the natural Phillips. Thank God I don't have to predict Crown Jewel. Man. Thank <laughs> Jesus. I I think it's almost a loss for us to have to yeah. predict Crown Jewel. Really, I'm the one winning here, but I would just like to say, have you ever stayed up till 3 a.m. in the morning and just watched Bobby Heenan pr- promos? Because that's what I did this past weekend. So, just to I let the s- folks know. I saw your Twitter search and it said Bobby Heeman every day. So, anyway, and finally, our very special guest, the awesome Alex Houston. Well, no, it's no wonder you're the one guy not predicting if you're staying up till 3 a.m. watching Bobby Heenan videos. And I do, you know, I had a whole intro planned and then you brought up Crown Jewel and it was like I got sent back to the Shadow Realm or something, man. I do not want to watch that show. I don't want to think about it. But if it means finally. Putting my hands on the gold. That's what I got to do. You, you and I'm your, getting those belts. Do you really want to win the gold from Crown Jewel? I want to win the gold The once. blood money and the I've been, blood I've been screwed not once, but twice. I don't remember how I got screwed the second time, but the first time was obvious. So um, I want the belt. the first time? Um, quiz. Mr. Oh, we're just going to do a quiz. Why? You know why? Why? Because this was the first. Well, let me explain because I heard you complain about this last time. The Real quiz quick. was a different the quiz scenario, was different because normally it's champion's advantage if there's a tie. But the difference was there was no champion. You beat you I, both I beat lost Cooper. For sure. That's yeah, right. And okay. you two tied. And you said specifically, I want to have the belts before Duluth. So I came up with the solution of doing a quiz that Noah won. I sent that text at like 2 a.m. Well, you should have been know, watching Bobby Heenan. Should have, would have, could have. The WWEGL WrestleMania Watch Party group chat. The word is Bond. Whatever you say in there comes <laughs> true. Okay, it's been if that were the case. It's been a hectic week of oh, wrestling, brother. to say the least. There's been some good stuff. Grizzled young veterans are back on the independents, and they're running the NDC in the U.S. We might see them in GCW. Who knows? Thank um, God. We still have to. Uh, we're gonna go to GCW. That's gonna be fun. Uh, is there anything else that's like super positive that happened? Keith Lee <laughs> squash match. He's uh, looking better. <laughs> I saw a Keith Lee action figure at Bargain Hunt this weekend, and I was like, and "Wow!" He didn't buy it right for behind me? a yeah, Shayna yeah. Baszler action figure, and I was like, "This is pretty incredible stuff." Pick that one up. I should have. What else? On, on oh, the, the major Nick Aldis, former NWA champion Magnus, is now the GM of SmackDown. Yeah, um, yeah, that's right. So um, that was that was cool. Kevin Owens is also on SmackDown, so. Yes. Um, I do like having Nick Aldis on, like, a big mainstream TV show. Um, however, I do find it odd that he's not a wrestler right now. Although, I think that I've heard I think it makes word sense. 
that like they might be building to him doing an in-ring return kind of thing. I definitely think if he's GM, he's at some point going to fight yeah. somebody. Um, like I doubt they would do it. I mean, like especially how like I love Adam Pierce, but like Adam Pierce, unless you're like a little nerd like me and Cooper, you're probably not going to know. Like Nick Aldis right, is a right. known, you know, like NWA champion for like, 800 days. He was Magnus in TNA. Yeah. He kicked AJ out of the company. I would never forget that. Plus. Cooper, I think you forget uh, the lineage that we're talking about. This is the SmackDown GM position, home of greatest wrestler in the world, Shane McMahon. Let's not forget <laughs> that there is no chance the SmackDown GM doesn't get like the SmackDown GM's getting the ring. That's just the way it has to be. Don't even don't even be surprised if he's at Crown Jewel. I don't even of- be. He's gonna show up at the Rumble somehow. It's gonna be a whole thing. But it will. It's it. That should SmackDown's the. Let's just put all of our really weird ideas into one show. And sometimes, act- most of the time, it's good. But I actually think you mean greatest wrestler ever, Teddy Long, um, and SmackDown. That's right. Him. Come on now. Look, man, I can't wait till Nick Aldis says he's going one on one with the Undertaker. Man, that's going to be <laughs> it awesome. It could happen on NXT. So <laughs> no, Bra- uh, Braun Breaker debuts, and then he's like, "Uh oh, I think you're." you're I going- can't believe for weeks I didn't <gasps> see coming that Braun Breaker's like his whole single says meaner than evil. I can't believe all that was leading to the Undertaker choke slamming him. Oh, that had been like a build. I it? guess. I think that's I'm, just what Braun Breaker wasn't he calling himself a bad A though. Oh yeah, a bad man. He was. You mean? Come on, he was a bad man. Bad man. Um, he was ben calling ben himself ben. that, uh, and he said meaner than evil, and they and they called him Big Evil on NXT. <clears> so I mean, you know, hey, pass, passing the torch. I guess. Um, but you know that proves also take your shirt. Booking. What was it? Um, Tombstone, Last Ride, something like that. Choke Slam. I, I forget. Old school. It, it's it was just all of his finishers on one shirt. So lame. He just that was not the Undertaker, my guy. That was Mark Calloway. That's I don't know true. what you guys talking <laughs> yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. He he said that. He's like, yeah, I'm just the Undertaker is dead, man. <laughs> Put him chat. Put him. Wait before we get forward. You know, uh-huh. this is a little kind of thrown together segment like we always do in the front of the show. This is a might be the biggest day in WWE GL history. Oh, I have brother. an announcement that's going to shake. The foundation of WWEGL. We are no longer all not employed. We are all employed officially as Noah has finally gotten a job and he will not be on hey, the hey, Hallows hey, Eve hey. episode because of it. As as yeah. Noah works at Unchicken Location, Undisclosed Publication, period. I don't want um, any of our fans finding me at work. Come on now. Also, we I, get I, I think fans. I think your voice is pretty like, recognizable when they hear it from the back of the restaurant yelling that I need more chicken or whatever the heck you're yelling at two in the morning. Like exactly, two in the morning. We close at ten. Come hey on. man, when Georgia comes to town, you guys are open to two in the morning. Well, I'll say this: um, finally, we cannot bully Noah for being unemployed anymore. That's true. You can finally actually live your rich gimmick. You know that for once dog, in your life, dog. The problem is, I didn't need to get a job in order to be rich. I am oh, doing gosh. this job simply because I like the work. And I like what I do in the job. That's right. true. Okay. Plus, okay. even then, that just is one of the three hundred things we can bully Noah about. So, like, oh no, we're down to two hundred ninety-nine. Plus, I get to work with one of the greatest people on this earth, Britt Bowen. Britt, we're praying for you General right now. General Manager Britt Bowen. <laughs> he did. He did hurt his leg. Um, praying for Britt right now. He hurt his leg um, playing with his daughter. It was like I, Shane McMahon at Mania, man. Obviously, <laughs> Noah's not going to be there. That's October 30th. Why don't we do a WCW Halloween Havoc retro <gasps> no, while no, Noah's gone? No. Fantastic idea. <laughs> That's actually hilarious. We could just do a full retro. We could just do, I mean, Eddie Ray. I mean. Yeah, we could pick absolutely. any of. Most of the Halloween Havocs were not terrible. 
We would have Maybe? to at least predict Crown a... Jewel. Oh, I think wait. that's that way. Oh, Warrior and Hogan wasn't one of the Halloween Havocs. Okay, except that <laughs> one. <laughs> the rest of them were pretty all right. Watch NXT Halloween Havoc. Mm, no. Was David Arquette on the Halloween Havoc? Did, Probably. He, did his run last I, that long? I thought they discontinued Halloween Havoc in 1999, if I'm not mistaken. WCW had weird, like, their whole thing was like, he ooh. Is, oh. Our WCW expert. You Spin the wheel, make the deal, my brother. Ooh, you could do that. <laughs> we could do that. We could do the NXT Halloween Havoc where they had um, no. Mick, don't Google me, Braun and Ilya last year. Right. That was actually a good match. Yeah. Good match. But anyway, I digress. Let's go ahead and get into the weekly recap. Um, is there any first? Let's. I'm gonna go ahead and throw this out so Alex doesn't rant for five minutes. Tony Khan has been tweeting a lot. Um, we should. <laughs> he should not tweet as much, and that's all I'm gonna say on it. I agreed. Agreed. Uh, I'm not agreed. done. You know, no, I'm not done. No, you're done. Oh, I'm not letting you on. get a fine. Can I just say one thing? You just say one thing. You got a minute. Um, I didn't realize Tony Khan was an Auburn fan, man. What do you mean? Uh, who takes moral victories better than Auburn fans? Obviously, <laughs> and there's no greater moral victory than nobody watched either of us. So we watched the MLB playoffs. That was crazy. That that I really um I just like I don't like he can tweet what he wants about Vince and his deeds and all like I don't care, dude. Do what you want. It's Twitter. And like he said, Vince has done much worse. But like tweeting, nobody watched either of us is a crazy, crazy thing to plant yeah. your flag on. And I honestly could not I didn't think it was real. Cause that like that is crazy. We I lost, but we didn't lose by that he's much. He's going through a rough patch. Um, so I'm gonna let him go. I do think he should Say off the social media is a little bit more. Put the phone down. You know, just tweet out the schedule. Somebody who has been off of social media for uh, around about a little over a year now. uh, I highly recommend it, Tony. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It'll do wonders for you. You'll be much happier afterwards. It's fine. It is fine. I will say, as much as that app may destroy itself over time, tweets like Tony Khan's is going to keep that thing going till long past all of our deaths. That app will survive. Through the hilarity of stuff like that. No, you had something to say. It Thanks. was very funny at first, and then it just got kind of sad. So I mean, it was it was just bizarre. Is like that. That's the only word Before to say. Before the show, it was funny because yeah, people were tweeting at him, and, and then he, they lost, and then they. Well, then he didn't take it well. <laughs> I mean, well, even when they lost, it wasn't that bad. It was when he was like tweeting about the Undertaker. Josh is like, brother, you just got to stop. He's gotta like, stop. I like, I don't. I mean, I guess it's just. I don't know. I, 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 you know, I could talk about anything forever, so I'm not gonna. But it is what it is. I mean, it, it was a shame because it was a really fun Tuesday. I had a lot of fun watching two of my TVs trying to keep you up. Really keep good up. wrestling. The fans so, like, won. Yeah. yeah, like it was a great Tuesday. So um, no, I, the fans lost when WCW aired their final episode of Animal okay. Four. That's when the fans truly Halloween Havoc lost also lasted forever. until 2000 with this crazy poster of Sting. Whoa, it's like I Sting love Crow. this. Hey, that's, that's the good. craziest. Of course, the pay-per-view was probably terrible, Speaking as it was Sting. a 2000s uh, Halloween Havoc. We think Sting's on oh, a, no. a retirement announcement Wednesday. He's addressing the fans. I think he's he's going to signal like the beginning of the end, mm-hmm. roundabout, um, take the, the Danielson approach and give you like a set. Kind of I have date. a year left, you know. Right, right. Oh, come on now. No, guys, that's obviously not. He's going to go out there. He's going to grab the microphone. He said, now that Nick Wayne has betrayed us, we already got one guy that has a spear, but we need another guy. And then Burner. the music hits. That's yeah. one of my best friend. Because Sting's like, I'm not ready to retire, so what do I need to do? I need to get Goldberg so he can send me into retirement. Because he's already done that enough, hasn't he? Anyway, um, come on now, man. You guys are getting worked. Don't. Sting's not retiring. 
Please. No, he's going to go. And the newest member of our faction here with uh, Darby Allen, Nick Wayne's mom. <laughs> she, <laughs> is, she is doing a segment, a sit-down segment on Dynamite with Nick Wayne. They, uh, and man, JR. What is, like, why do you have JR doing that, man? That man is, it's awesome. Have you seen the gifts on the payroll, you got to use them. Eventually, <laughs> AEW is going to learn what they have with most of all their talent and just harness the memes. Like, yeah. the Kenny JR segment was bad, but the memes were pretty funny. So just keep on doing it, man, every single time. One last good thing to say before we go to a quick PSA break. Um, Royal Quest happened this week, and Will Ospreay and Zack Sabre Jr. put on an absolute fantastic match. I mean, are we shocked? No, but let's just say those boys are working. Um, I have uh, heresy as the the primary uh, New Japan mark in the room. I have not watched it yet. I, I'm planning on getting around to it. Look, this has been a busy weekend. It's been a busy week. Okay? It's been. I got a it, lot of projects, busy. you know, that I'm working on. This is fine. Um, but uh, yeah, from what I heard, the show as a whole kind of had sort of like a very loosey goosey kind of like house showy sort of feel, mm-hmm. um, which uh, you know is something that I I dig, um, and I look forward to to watching it. And in particular, I will look forward to watching that main event. I did see. Looked like Osprey had kind of like the OG sort of like aerial assassin era yeah. tights on and all that. Um, so getting a little bit of you know uh, history and playing the hits with him and uh, ZSJ, uh, I, th- I think is going to be very nice. Um, and they made fun of the all-in number. So <laughs> I saw that somebody had like a sign. Or they something. said like tonight's attendance eighty thousand. Yeah, you know. yeah. Um, um, poor, poor Osprey. Uh, <laughs> I mean, hey, it's it was the ticket number, so he's he's. Can hang his hat on that. Yeah, got the tat. But anyway, we're going to go to a quick PSA break, and we'll be back with these brief messages. Welcome back to WAUGL on Wiggle 91.1 FM. What do we want to talk about? We want to talk about SmackDown? Uh, Wouldn't we start with Title Tuesday? Oh, would we start? Well, yeah, that is true. But, I mean, like, normally we just kind of hit SmackDown and Raw and then jump to, like, AEW. Okay, I mean, SmackDown was pretty cool. SmackDown was pretty cool. Nick Aldis. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. The season premiere. Uh, Um, Jay showed up. Yeah, I actually uh, watched it. So, I watched Ain't no it. way. Yeah, I think a, I was. It was pretty good though. What was so. I doing? I think I watched part of it because I had. I, I didn't. I. I, I will definitely. Uh, I watched the. I watched it live with no sound at work. That's what I did. So <laughs> desperation. The best way to watch. Uh, WWE I mean, programming. True. That's true. <laughs> the less you hear of whatever the dude is, I can't remember his name. Um, Paul Rollins. Corey Grace. No. Kevin, Kevin Patrick. Patrick. Both apparently both of them. Cooper, you you know me so well. Apparently, oh my gosh, I'm gonna cry. Okay. Did they <laughs> just name the commentators yeah. that I can't stand? Did they do another shakeup on commentary? Because I was watching part of Raw today, and it was um, Stu Bennett or um, Wade, Wade Barrett Bennett. and Kevin Patrick. There was no Cole. Cole's probably opinion. just taking a breather. But Cole hasn't like missed two shows in 26 years, so it'll be kind of. Those days when they made that comment, and they're like, "Actually, hey man, now that now that Hunter's in charge, that man prioritizes sleep." So true. he's like, Michael, true. you got to get your, your eight hours in. Yeah, he's, he's in the middle of calling hours. the match of his life, and he's like, don't forget to sleep tonight, Cole. <laughs> he's like, wait, th- this isn't the usual Vince McMahon yelling about me saying, vintage, say it again. Um, yep. No, but yeah, SmackDown was cool. <laughs> Pretty good SmackDown. Are you, I, I will oh. say. Oh, never mind. Uh, you start first. I was just going to say, uh, sorry. Um, I really think it's like. It's it's a little ridiculous to harp on this again, but it is crazy that you've got Roman in one ring, or you got Roman in the ring, you got John Cena in the ring, 
You got the two guys that were picked to be the like the dudes for 18 years, and some 40 year old dude who used to be a manager named whatever it was Maxine is Dupree. like is like the guy. And it's it's crazy. It really and it's a shame that he's not going to win the belt because no. he's so over. He, you got to believe, man. He can win the belt after Cody wins. It. He's not going to win the belt, and it's a shame. <laughs> it really is because I wish he would. He's going to survive it anyway. But it, that really was just a good segment because. Like when when you boil down to it, LA Knight's really good in the ring. Sometimes he gets a little too into his just "let if I say my catchphrases" a lot, which that's probably WWE saying that because they got to sell shirts. Fair enough. Yep. But he's really good. And again, I'll say one more time: Roman's pretty good too. As much as we may all hate on everything that's going on with the Bloodline lately, Roman's gets a thumbs up. And John Cena playing the fanboy was a little ridiculous, but. You know, John's doing what John's going to do. I mean, so it was the first time Roman showed up since like the SmackDown after SummerSlam. Oh, don't so. we know? I mean, if you don't show up a lot, it's if he was bad and he didn't show up like every, once every two months, it'd be bad. Right. So he's good. He just doesn't show up yeah. like ever. No, I agree. Um, it's it's definitely a problem, but I think it's it's a good program, and it's a shame yeah. again that LA Knight's not going to win the belts. But um, thumbs up. I'll tell you this: um, by far and away, my favorite thing on all of the two hours of SmackDown um, was within that opening promo segment. LA Knight wears these like little reflective yep. glasses. The, the cinematography. This is how you know that Kevin Dunn got uh, fired in his <laughs> position. He's like He's lower, retired, on the, yeah. on lower on the totem pole now. Um, but uh, the cinematography of this, seeing Roman like baring his teeth and getting all like up in his face within the reflection of the glasses, perfect. Perfect. It's all you need. It's uh, simple visual storytelling done well. Um, but no, I thought that that segment was really great. Um, unfortunately, I think because LA Knight is the type of guy who can survive eating a, a bunch of losses because he will never not be over. That's true. Um, I I think that there's a very real chance that regardless of who holds the belt, he's not going to. No. Um, he'll be like. I don't know, like a Mr. Perfect or a, like a Jake Roberts, like somebody mm-hmm. who, like when you run down the list of WWE champions, they're like, wait, really? That guy wasn't ever uh, there? Um, like you got Stan Stasiak, but not <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Razor Ramon or whatever. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but that being said, though, that is sort of a, a, a positive because he is so bulletproof. Um, and he's got this just infallible character. Like uh, the We go back to the, the Bray Wyatt, Feud, you know, the, yeah, the man who is too stupid to be afraid of Bray Wyatt <laughs> <laughs> ends up being like the thing that shoots him into the moon. Um, but yeah, that that segment I thought set up this this feud really well, and I'm interested to see where it goes. Hopefully, they can explore a little bit more depth to to who La Knight is. You don't understand Roman. how happy I when La Knight's music hit, and I realized we weren't gonna get another John Cena Roman match. At least now, and <laughs> yeah, that we yeah. were gonna pivot to unless they may do Cena Roman at Crown Jewel, and then you know Roman wins, and then Helly Knight and R- Roman down the road do that as a long term feud. But no, I thought they already announced. Never mind. Never mind. They, I don't think they've announced. No, they haven't. Yeah, they're gearing up for Survivor um, Series though. That much. Is pretty clear. deadly's back. Oh, I Elton Prince, adored Kit this. Wilson. They are so good. They're so I, good, man. I kind of like tuned out of NXT UK roundabout, like when they they showed up, yeah, like, became champs and all that. Um, so I was very unaware of what their like shtick was. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. 
Um, if you the, want the like slow mo entrance, dude. Yes. Like, no. If you want an NXT pay per view from like recently that like is actually like almost top to bottom pretty good, go watch Deadline from last year. The Iron Survivor match, as, as it, stupid yeah, as, as it is, is really good. And they had Pretty Deadly and New Day for the titles. Both trying to do, like they did like the double Eddie spot and everything. Just both trying to use the cheating to win. It was so good. Um, but I'm very happy that also Elton Strong. Yes, Come on Elton now, Strong. Come on they now. know. They know. Um, petty. <laughs> um, as we mentioned, Nick Aldis, Kevin Owens, which I really like this Kevin mm. Owens move. He needed a fresh. What were you? What were you I was say? just sad, man. It's sad. Somebody but it, posted a Sammy and Ko edit on Instagram today, and I got sad in my Sammy, car. Sammy, Good. The that's one what, part that's what of you're Raw supposed to feel. I saw was Sammy basically like venting to Jay, being like, you know. I'm happy for you, and you won the titles, and you got Cody, but, like, because you're here, he's gone. My best friend's gone, you know? I it do, was really nice. I do really, really like this decision because it gets you the, – the viewers at home, at least, this probably doesn't translate to the live attendance because they'll eat up anything that he does no matter what. Yep. But it gets the viewers at home, at least, to kind of question the morality of Cody Rhodes. Yes. Like, okay, so you – went behind these guys' back and made this decision that ended up ruining <laughs> their friendship again, yeah. you know, yeah. not and not by either of their choice this time, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so I hope that they, they continue to play into that a little bit and show, like, Cody's being more tactical and more self-serving in his pursuit of whatever greater goal it is, if it is to go up against Roman again, as they had that little interaction as well. That was good. Um, Hot. So I I, want to see uh, them taking some slightly different turns with Cody's character. And if this is a start to that, then I'm all for it. Yeah, I would say they have been, storytelling-wise, they've been incredibly focused and incredibly on point, especially since I think Vince is completely gone from creative and Mm -hmm. Triple H taking over. So, yeah, did you guys see that today, though? They posted something about that where um, apparently Ari Emanuel just was like, once they got the deal, he was like, yeah, Vince, uh, nah, basically. Which which he was swindled. Which, which tracks Getting like that's that's, happy. that's that's the way mergers especially so tend happy. to go. But <laughs> that that was from I think Meltzer. Then again, it was from a tweet saying what Meltzer reported. So you know, and in in the world of Twitter, it's very hard to tell if that's actually real. But yeah, I just wanted to highlight that because I know you guys had mentioned. I mean, a Vince, lot of a lot of reports are. It seems yeah, it seems like Vince Noah? is gone. I am angry about this. All right, oh I want big men that are tan pal <laughs> on my television screen. I mean, Noah we had Braun Breaker say... on Tuesday, and that guy had enough tan for about four or five people. So I think True. you're good. Um, I do like the KO move too, also because like I love KO and Sammy, but like you could tell the partnership had ran its course, kind of thing. Yeah, um, and like kinda. no, most of the time with them, how it goes is one of them turning on each other. I really want to see that again. Like, that's how I felt like we were gearing up towards. And so to see, like, them not turn on each other, break away, and still be in good terms and get to be on separate brands, like, I think it's going to be ultimately better for both of them. Like, I think it's going to be better for Sammy. Sammy's still almost – he's not as hot as he was, you know, pre-mania, but he's still hot. And KO, you know, KO's a single star, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I feel like he was almost on a back burner in that tag He's a single star. He's a Triple H guy. Yes. Like, he'll be fine. Like, yes. they'll both be fine. Yeah, I agree with that. I guess I just sort of um, – it feels like they backed into it, if that makes any sense. Like, it's not like they got cold. It's that they stopped writing anything good for them, and then they got cold. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't yes, feel like – I agree. Like, that, that's where my issue comes in. Like, I'm all for if you need to split them because things do cool off, especially in wrestling. But, like, 
it, it really felt like a we just didn't write anything good. Oh no, what do we do? Kind of thing. Which you know, props to them for thinking up something that isn't just the traditional. Oh, they fight, break up because I'm so tired of that. And, and but as much as I love the Cami, the the well. Sammy KO. I don't know why I said Cammy. That some Big people call it that. Mark. that actually uh, should be a good name. Man. Some people called him that, um, or they called Cinerico is the Twitter term. Um, That's but pretty good. As much as I love the tag team, it always felt like KO to me almost most of the time. Other than like the Mania was like almost to the back burner of Sammy. Yeah. And as good as KO is, I'm. And I love their tag team, but like you know, like I feel like that's the way WWE saw it, and so I'm very happy to see what they're gonna have in store for him singles wise, as long as it's not another Roman feud. So. <laughs> Just wait. Um, oh, uh, another interesting thing uh, from SmackDown that I, I want to talk about for a little bit. Uh, Jade Cargill? Yes, that's what I was about to mention. Oh, okay, great. She's great, great. everywhere. We're on, we're on the same track. Um, With Triple H walking up to behind her. Dude, <sighs> you cannot get more obvious as to where <laughs> they, they see her on the on this card. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm interested where she starts because they've shown her on like almost every show at this point. Yeah, I think that might be like tr- intentional to try to like throw people off the scent, mm-hmm. sort of, um, for like where she's gonna end up going. Um, I I still hold that this is a main roster deal. It should be. Um, you you don't sign a talent that massive and put her on NXT for a year or whatever, even like two months. You put her straight to the main show roster. her on main TV and then have her. Yeah, have Isn't her. Isn't she com- a little green though? Like I thought that no, was, that I mean, was she's, a concern. She used to be, she used to be okay. like if you would have said like a year or two ago, but like at this point, she can work. I mean, okay. she's not like not, like all of all the fundamentals yes. and then some. All know? she needs for WWE, she has. Right. God, she just needs the rest. She's only gonna right? get better if okay. she gets on the road because then she's gonna be consistently wrestling. Because you know, AEW doesn't have a home. A uh, house show stretch. So. She, and she was talking about, I saw an interview where she was talking about how, how like upscale the performance center is and how all the training. So that's definitely something that at least she's emphasizing on her end of why she chose WWE. I do wonder how much emphasizing that from their end. But right. I mean, Rhea and Jade going to be money. So. Yeah. Like, yeah. Dude, she looks like such a star. It's incredible. Yeah. Like, it like looks like a championship belt come to life. Exactly, yeah. man. It's awesome. But uh, I think with that being said, we're going to go to another quick PSA break. We'll be back. Have these brief messages. Welcome back to WABJ on Weagle 91.1 FM. What do we want to talk about, boys? You want to go ahead and jump into the war, as Noah calls it? <laughs> yeah. So you want a war? You want a war? Want a war. The Tuesday night war. I mean, here's the thing. For, you know, ratings matter. Ratings also, for me personally, they don't. Um, I want to say that. For Even you th- and for any self-respecting network executive in the year 2023. Yeah. AEW still point. pulls, and it was like an awkward rating. Um, and for all the WWE, my thing is ultimately like the fans won, you know, and yeah. each one pulled out a decent number, decent demographic, maybe not as good as normal, but also MLB you're fighting against. And for everyone who's like, AW in the mud, NXT better, all this stuff. I want to remind you that they went head to head for like a year and a half and AW won every single week except for one. You know, it was the one week they lost. Uh, I don't know. You've told me this before. It was when Rhea Ripley was crowned champion. Against Shayna Baszler. Oh, yeah. That's the well, one week pretty awesome. Lost. She's so. a draw. She's a draw. But, I mean, so, like, everyone else wants to say that. It is funny that, like, I, I said this in the text, that NXT was, when it was still, like, basically, like, Indies, WWE, was, like, losing to AW consistently. But now they're just, like, WWE light, you know? Right. They're just a new talent. They, like, you know, people are more, you know. It's proof that their audience wants that. You know, they don't really 
care much about the matches or stuff like that or work. They just care about moments, you know? Mm. I think it's a difference between AEW. And, and again, like, you're not going to give me any fans as a hardcore audience. I didn't think they, AEW exactly doesn't right. really care that much about that because I think they want. Tony Khan just has eight, stupid amounts of money for and some reason. Tony Khan is a hardcore fan, so he's going to cater true. to what he likes. He may be know? a bad business owner, it's but all, you can't deny his it's, fandom. It's an alternative. That's what it's supposed to be, you know? So. I would just like to say that I'm a man that is into keeping track of ratings because I'm an analytics student <laughs> here at Auburn University, and that's, like, the thing I'm interested in learning about. Mm-hmm. So I was interested in it. I don't I care in- about who won. I just want to see what would happen. The I'm only, interested in a lot of things. The only thing that I took from it that I thought was interesting was the highest-rated moment for AEW. Was Chris Jericho. Was, was the first, yeah. Yeah, was, no, it was the first match. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and Jericho, I think, popped a little bit. Does the end that? Uh, so you can't say Jericho isn't the, a draw. Oh, or, yes, no, it was Demo. It was yeah, Demo. The that Demo Jericho, was Chris yeah. Jericho. What was the first Demo match? God. I can't oh, remember. Oh, Swerve Danielson, yeah. the okay, best and match. And then it nice. dropped over like throughout the night. What was Jericho again? I can't remember. Jericho Haas, we got squashed in that like oh, heatless match. Okay, that that first match, pretty cool though. Um, yeah, um, that was the only part that I took from it that I found interesting. Just I wanted to say it. It was interesting. Yeah. Um, it is. It is interesting to look at like what's the peak segment. Like I think that's fine. Right. Right. Um, so I watched uh, uh, Dynamite live um, on that particular night uh, because I'm a big, I'm a bigger AEW guy than I am an yeah. NXT guy. That's just my personal bias going into it. Um, and surprise, I like Dynamite quite a bit uh, for their Tuesday show. Um, opening with uh, Danielson Swerve. That was a great idea. Um, Match they, of the year contender? Uh, it's, it's weird. I don't think it quite got there, mostly okay. because of the ending. Okay. Which I, I'm fine with Swerve losing to Danielson. I don't think he loses anything by having that. Yep. Um, but, I don't know, just the, the like, competing interferences – Kind of like I don't know, muddled it. I liked for it me. for me because it made sense, like storyline wise. It, well, like, it does. And like in two, Hangman's interference was stopping the interference. So like, yeah, yeah. Um, I, it makes sense, but just like for what I look for in like a, a match of the year candidate, not necessarily quite there. Um, but uh, so I I really really enjoyed that. Um, there was a, a other segments in Dynamite which I'm sure we'll get to that I, I enjoyed as well. Um, uh. I, I watched a, a recap from uh, Stephen Larson's uh, podcast Ooh. that I, I, I listen to a lot. Um, and I like those guys and, and respect them. They're great. Their, I line up with their opinions quite a bit on most things. Um, uh, and I think it was Steve said um, when talking about the NXT show that uh, this was just silly. <laughs> it was a silly was show silly. that they put on. Other than Asuka like, and Roxanne. You know, but, yeah. Um, yeah, like there, there's some, and so I watched NXT in, in clips afterwards, um, and what it showed to me was a one lack of faith in the mainline like NXT product um, to effectively, um, you know, beat AEW in the ratings or whatever which is weird because they did that um, the week before in fairly, like, decisive fashion. Yep. Um, so I don't know why you couldn't have just put on, like, a regular show like <laughs> and, and shown how good it was that way. Um, but uh, so that's, that's one thing that it showed me. And the other thing it showed me was 
that, um, you know, like in terms of where you set your standard as a fan or as a promoter um, going up against the WWE is very important because here's the thing. They've been around for over 70 years or something crazy <laughs> like that. That's about you right. You cannot compete in terms of the pop cultural uh, cachet that yeah. they have. You just can't, like, that, and that's fine. Like, you know, they got that way through underhanded business tactics and, you know, a, yeah. a stranglehold on national television. Um, so you got to play with the hands that you're dealt. Um, so in that case, I think that AW, generally speaking, needs to set its sights on just putting forward the absolute best product that they can with the roster that they have and catering to the very specific niche that they fill in the wrestling world right now. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you're going for that you know, household mainline idea, I'm, ju- I'm sorry, you're just not going to get it. You're and that's fine. It. That doesn't mean that you lose anything. You that's know? what the NWA is for, brother. Um, right, exactly. I do want to say, as the resident NXT guy, I watched Dynamite. Um, <laughs> I did not watch. One, am I you the wanna, only one that watched you wanna, both? You want to hear what Bro, happened? We don't well, have money all, for two screens, man. First of all, I can't you help hear, that I just got a job. Yeah, true. You want to hear what actually We're happened? Men. I was oh, at yeah. my job. I watched the buy-in because that's what all that really matters. Um, Noro Suzuki yeah. and Eddie Kingston yeah, smacking cool. each other. Not Alex Cup of Tea, but you know. Um, Not even and then I threw on. I, like, I don't want to. I watched like half of the Danielson Swerve match without audio, and I said I can't be doing this to myself. And I turned it off, and I worked. And then the next day, I went and watched that match like half a dynamite, and I caught the rest of my highlights. And then I looked at NXT, and the reason I didn't watch NXT, and I want you to know this, is because I am an NXT guy. I like looking at the future stars. Like they have really good stars. I think the um, like you mentioned the Donnie Brook match or whatever they call it, the the Gallus Pub or that like, match was awesome. Brawl, I think the yeah. brawl was awesome, but also at the same time, like they put a less, they put more of a focus on just like the guys coming in more than the actual NXT talent. Which like I watch NXT to watch NXT. Like I like watching Carmelo Hayes and Ilya Dragunov, and you know I like watching the women's division that they have, which they did have a cool women's division breakout match, which is just like kind of two horned in, you know. Um, I just felt like it, they called it. I think and the name of it was like NXT Mania. Right. the thing like yeah. the code name for it and like it was all right but like i don't at this point i don't care to see you know grizzled mark calloway choke slam braun breaker i want to see braun breaker spear this man through a wall <laughs> that's i've true. seen him murder people on air like why am i watching decrepit undertaker choke slam on through a table <laughs> especially like that man who just keeps getting tanner and tanner and meaner and meaner like more steiner like every day he's a killer man anyway that's true Noah. uh i just want to say to play devil's advocate i believe the complete and total reason they wanted to do all this and not just fight with the cards that they had and get new cards in the John Cena, the Mark Calloways, all those kinds of people, is they're still developmental stars. And I think they were worried that the pressure might get to them, so they wanted to bring in bigger names. That, I, don't, I don't think that's right, but I believe that if well, I was there, if I was working for TKO, can I, I'm okay that would with be the way I play some bigger names, but like, they kind of went overkill. You know, if I may, guys, um, I'm would call myself the most baseline wrestling fan of the four of us here, probably the most casual viewer of the four of us here. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I understand all of that. But here's the thing. 
I watched NXT on Tuesday for the first time ever because I've never watched NXT. I've never watched NXT pay-per-view. I've never watched any of it. And I came over with it going, that pub match pretty cool. Braun Breaker's pretty cool. Um, Ilya Dragunov is really cool. Carmelo Hayes is really cool. And the whole point I'm trying to say is that that's I think that's why they did it because I think they knew that one, they wanted to lean into the it's a war nonsense because of course they do because Triple yeah. H just wants to be a heel no matter how long he's going to be in the wrestling business. And, and part two, I think they knew that they had a chance to pull in, even if it's a hundred of me or ten mm-hmm. of me that have never watched NXT and are probably never going to watch NXT again because I already watched too much dang wrestling and it kills me. Um, but <laughs> no, no, no. Um, but I, I think I think that's that's what it did, and that that's how I viewed it. You know what I mean? Like I was watching AEW primarily because that's that to me is like the mainline show. It's like watching a spinoff, right? Like if you're watching the CW shows, you watch the main show, and then the spinoff, you might tune in for a special, which is what this was. And I caught, you know, I was looking out the corner of my eye every once in a while, but I was watching AEW because that's the storyline that I'm following. So I don't think they're comparable, only because I do understand and agree. Braun should have speared the Undertaker, obviously, <laughs> but. I think it, it served its purpose where I got to go, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Those two wrestlers are pretty cool. And for that, I think I think it served its purpose enough to me. So That's fair. That's that how is, I feel about a good, it. That's a good lens to view it through. But I'll say this. Who really won? Because which show had Timeless Tony Storm on it? Yeah, that is true. Doing a short Only, film during picture and picture, a silent film. In picture and picture. Ain't nobody watching that. It's a silent film. It's it don't genius. Matter. It's Take genius. it out of picture and picture. It, it was pretty good because they then leaned into it later on in the show with the Don Callis and Takeshita um, yeah. thing, which means they're introducing that more often, which I think is a good idea. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Sheeta won the title. Sheeta we are free. Uh, we are free. Yes, yes. Cassidy yes. is back. We're back, baby. Wrestling's back. <laughs> We're back. We've never been more back. We've never <laughs> been more back than in this moment. Me and Jay Ferg, we're going crazy. It's always I it, would tell you that. It's always so refreshing to be on this show because I'll watch an AW show and go, nah, and then I'll come on here and you're like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. My, okay. my brother, third I eye feel, is open. I feel the same and, way, and brother. I, like you've been you've been shot to the planet Mars and you've started like all these new things, and I'm just like Sheeta traded nothing for the belt. That's why I'm glad it's offered. They did it for a cheap pop. The reason I'm happy Orange is because Orange is my boy. No, yeah, no, and I agree. And I think the, I like fun, Orange Cassidy, the ironic I part about all of this is Orange sold an injury angle for like half a year, and as soon as he drops a belt, Moxley gets injured and has to drop it, and Phoenix gets <laughs> injured and has to drop it, and it just goes back to the man who was already injured. Right. It's well, the cursed the belt. He should, he should hold the belt forever. I do love the look he got after where he didn't really feel complete. You know, even though he got it, he he still wanted to beat Mox, which I think they're leading to. So. Oh, no doubt. You know what I think? Um, we're leading to with Orange winning that belt. Like, he's like Gollum with the ring. I just have it, <laughs> My precious. Have it corrupt him from the inside. The guy that doesn't care about anything loses his mind over the exactly. belt that he possesses. Yeah, okay, yeah. honestly, yeah, book it. Yeah. Right, Make it, 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 it happen. Book, takes it out of the book bag, actually wears it like a belt. That, yeah. <laughs> that would oh, be it. That would be the, the sign of the heel turn. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. That, That's how you do it. Actually would be... Top five segments in the history of wrestling. If Tony, he call it, if, he, if he puts it around, oh my god! Tony, call me. I can be your booker and your social media manager. <laughs> well, with that, with that being said, we're gonna go to a quick PSA break. When we come back, we're gonna finish that dynamite talk, and we're gonna collide, brother. Welcome back in WBGL. We are going to finish our little dynamite talk. There was a fun little match by Edge and Luchasaurus. Where Edge picked up his first win. Good promo by Christian Cage beforehand. Ooh, ooh, what a promo! Fantastic. He's promo. the best. He yes. is the best. I want him to be my dad. 
at this True. point. True. Okay. Frankly. Whoa now. <laughs> up a Whoa bunch now. of geeks in, you know, dark clothing. <laughs> well, I am an actual father. I will be going to buy a couple turtlenecks. Um, and I hope everyone at AEW learns how to get good heat from Christian Cage because we, unfortunately, at least have to mention it. Cooper, I'm going to let you take this segment. Um, there was a great Jay White hangman match with, you know, Swerve interfering um, with – I think what did he get the roll up with the tights and then after yes, the match did. there was a good promo segment until okay so here's the thing um, MJF um, as a character um, b- before he really grabbed the uh, the main belt um, was known for doing particularly uncomfortable uh, stuff. In yes. his in his promo segments, would get very edgy, edgy. Yeah, even even during so, you think back to the uh, promo about the car crash that, against what he was going against Danielson. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, but I'm I'm talking. You know, particularly there was you know, Pillman. Uh, one particular line against uh, Takeshita uh, that I remember in a promo. Oh. Um, uh, that was, I'm blanking this. That so. made me we'll, we'll talk not particularly later. comfortable. Um, so. Uh, he has been involved in, in storylines before that have, you know, bristled some hairs, to say the least. Mm-hmm. Um, so I naturally expect a certain level of, of that kind of, like, you know, raw uncomfortability with, with his storylines and with his, his promos. Um, and from all accounts, the segment that happened on Dynamite was... He was entirely behind it. Um, Mm, For sure. Might even be, like, the main leading creative force for it. Um, He seems very invested in telling this particular story. So Juice Robinson, who is a character that I have enjoyed quite a bit. um, Comedy heel. Yes, very much. Very charismatic. um, Has the potential to be a a long-term popular character on this show. Mm Mm-hmm which is something that they need. Um, uh, before, he, before he even came into AEW, had a gimmick where he would punch people with a balled-up roll of quarters uh, in his fist uh, to knock them out, right? And look, it's a cool visual. It, like, the quarters exploded everywhere. He did it on Dax earlier this year. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Um, uh, did a lot of it in New Japan, that kind of thing. Yep. It's just been, it's been his thing. Um, so, uh, in the, the particular segment... Uh, Juice presents to Max to intimidate him a roll of quarters with his last name, Friedman, written on it. Um, this is horrible, <laughs> horrible and detestable for uh, several reasons. Um, in particular, now here's the, the individual elements of this. Juice Robinson having the quarters, Max going into uncomfortable territory and his promos, these are fine separately, you know? But together. But context is important because professional wrestling, I believe, is an art form and no art exists in a vacuum. And given the particular context of MJF, MJF cut a promo, I believe, during the CM Punk feud, maybe? Yes. Um, about his experiences with anti-Semitism um, and bullying uh, directly. He told a story of people throwing quarters at him uh, and the the trauma that that left him. Um, uh, That 
for all we know, that might be drawing on something from his real life as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has been particularly vocal about that. Um, and to play this kind of angle right now, um, for some context, there's some stuff happening in the world that uh, might lead to these particular types of things being shown on television to be quite... Um, Polarizing. Yes, very much. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I sent a text in, in the uh, group chat um, uh, on the night uh, that was filled with several words that I cannot say on air about how I felt about it. Um, but uh, having cooled down a little bit, I still think it was absolutely the wrong decision. Uh, it was the wrong move to make at the wrong time. Um, and the time is everything for this. I don't think that it is necessarily something that is unsalvageable. They seem to have started to pivot away from the more controversial aspects of this. Yeah, they in, already have on Collision. In, yeah. On Collision. Um, they, so I think they have seen the reaction to this and realized, okay, maybe now is not the time for this. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think a really poor move on their part. Um, and... I only, I mean, I hope that, you know, it doesn't stain Juice Robinson's career, although I don't know how it can't, um, you know, because this, this, that's the thing that he did on television. Yep. So No matter know. what he does, you know, right. at some point somebody's going to be like, well, you did this. You know? Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, look, I love Triple H. There, there is a long segment. Oh, don't even get me started. There's a lot of stuff. There's a long <laughs> history of him being real bad, <laughs> real, real bad to Booker T, to the Nation of Domination. Like, if you want to look into that stuff, feel free. Like, it, it is, it is rough. Um, so, like, you know, that that's the kind of thing that follows a character throughout their history. And I just, I just, it's not the '80s, man. Like. You can't do that stuff anymore. I'm sorry. You just can't. Nope. I I would like to say this. You're you're speaking from more the character point of Juice Robinson and how this will stain him for, mm. throughout the rest of his career. I mean, at least to me. Yeah, yeah. I think to a lot of people as well. But um, I'm an old school wrestling fan. <laughs> and you you know this. Um, when you go back and look throughout history, um, if you take a moment like the Freebirds throwing powder into Junkyard Dog and Junkyard Dog becoming blind. Those fans didn't hate Bill Watts because he booked that. They hated the Freebirds because he threw the powder into Junkyard Dog and blinded him so he couldn't see his kid when he was born. And now because kayfabe is not a thing anymore, they get mad at the company that's doing it. They get mad at Tony Khan. They get mad at AEW as a whole. They get mad uh, at everybody that was involved in that booking process. So it ends up becoming more of a stain, not only on Juice Robinson, not only on the Bang Bang Gang, but on I, I believe is AEW as a whole. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And yeah, it does not look good. It does not look good for them, and it's just something you shouldn't have done even in the first place, but it's definitely not something – you could do now. And I completely agree with that, Noah, and I do want to say, Cooper, I think you're right. Art does not exist in a vacuum, but AEW has shown time and time again that they do because they they have shown their unawareness to the outside world in more than one way. You've got your CEO of your company going, we couldn't do more than one woman's match because it would have ruined the pace of the show and the biggest show in the history of the the company. Mm. You've got 
the guy who had to retire once because of his neck injury taking a tombstone pile driver in the first match. That's not the same thing, obviously, but they've shown time and time again that there's a certain level of, I don't know what it is, imagining that they're not a mainstream company on a mainstream television show, and I think it really came to a head here because, again, even if you wrote that, even if you wrote that scene six months ago, the moment everything that happened this past week happened, cut it. Bury it, burn the piece of paper that it was written on, and never talk about it again. Mm. And I think it shows a lack of responsibility right. to not be aware of it enough to make that change, or not be aware enough as a businessman to tell your wrestlers that want to make it go through, you cannot do it. Yep. With that being said, we have ran out of time, so... Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to WABG on Wiggle 91.1 FM. That's been it for me, Alex, Noah, and Cooper. We'll be back next week, 9 p.m., for another hour in the wild world of wrestling. Um, if you want to follow us on Twitter, you can follow me at FiLoganHurst. You can follow Alex at Alex. You can follow Noah at Noah underscore Phillips 64. You can follow Cooper nowhere because Cooper doesn't have social media. Cooper, any last words? Because we didn't have time to get into it, I'll say this now. Watch Julia Hart versus, uh, no, not Julia Hart, Sky Blue, Blue. versus uh, Chris Statlander from Collision. It, it was great. It's my favorite match of the whole week. Thank you. We will talk about that next week. We'll give you the time. Um, if you want to follow us on any of your podcast players of choice, you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple. This will all be up in the next week or so. With that being said, goodbye, and good night. Bang! <laughs>